The Steve Lobby Agency presents The Christian Publishing Show, a podcast for writers who want to advance Christ's kingdom using the written word. Here's your host, Thomas Umstadt Jr. It's hard to read the label when you're standing inside the bottle. This is why almost all successful authors are in a writer's group. Whether it was Tolkien and C.S. Lewis sitting in an English pub talking about fantasy stories uh, or a social distanced mastermind meeting that meets on Zoom, writers write better when they are in community with other writers. Now, many beginning writers are not in a writer's group, and most of them give the same excuse. There's no writer's group near me, or I don't know how to start a writing group. Well, we have a special guest to help with those excuses. I mean questions, but I really mean excuses. She is a multiple award-winning CBA best-selling author of both fiction and nonfiction works, and she's also the president of Word Weavers International, established for writers by writers in 1997 and the director of the Florida Christian Writers Conference and the North Georgia Christian Writers Conference. Eva Marie Everson, welcome to the Christian Publishing Show. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I've got another excuse that we hear a lot. Okay. Um, I'm afraid somebody will steal my work. Oh. (laughs) Yes. That that one I can debunk right now. So if any of you are are worried about that, what readers read is the author's voice. It's not your idea. There's only about 100 ideas out there, and they've all been done already. Uh, and some people say there's only 12 ideas out there. Uh, yes, and in I've Hollywood, even heard as little as nine. Yes. Yeah, and in Hollywood, there's really only one. Like every successful Hollywood movie follows the same formula with the same three characters. So don't worry about your idea being stolen uh, because right. your idea isn't nearly as unique as you think it is. Well, and also because we all have our own ideas and we are working to perfect those. And if I... You know, if I I stole every idea I heard, that's all I would be doing all day. And I would never develop my own ideas, which is obviously where my focus is going to be. In fact, I've um, two little quick stories, you know, um, was somebody was sharing with me their idea at a writer's conference. It was so fabulous. I looked at her and I said, this idea would be so much better if I had come up with it. And we just (laughs) laughed, you know, because it's definitely hers. But another one that really excited me. I had an idea years ago for a children's book. Now, I'm not a children's book writer, so, you know, ixnay that. And I, but it it was a, it was an adorable idea. So it just kind of got tossed into the back of my brain. I was meeting with a children's book writer at a writer's conference, and she had, she had a love for something that reminded me of the idea and as she was talking I'm thinking oh my gosh this is her I I mean this is my idea but this is her book and so I said to her I'm going to give you just an idea and you can run with it if you want to if you don't that's fine and I told her and she took it to a um, publishing house and they're wanting to run it as a series of children's books. And I'm so excited for her because even though it was my idea, it really wasn't meant for me. It was meant for me to pass on to her. So, I have been giving away free ideas for novels for years <laughs> at writers' <laughs> yeah. conferences, on podcasts, and so far. No one has taken me up on any of them. And I'm going to share it right now. And in case any of you want to take this, okay. blogs. You can schedule blogs to be posted in the future, mm-hmm. which means a someone can die 
and still be blogging from the grave because they'd scheduled the blog post to come out in the future, which is a perfect element for a thriller where clues to a mystery get revealed publicly, but at random events in the future by a dead guy. How has no one stolen this idea? I don't know. I mean, this this sounds like an Alton Gansky book. <laughs> oh my goodness. But here's the point. It's really hard to get other people excited about your idea. While your idea seems so obvious to you, getting even one agent or one publisher excited about the idea is a lot of work. And don't be afraid of somebody uh, stealing your idea at a writer's group. But uh, Eva, I do have to ask, how did you get started with writing groups uh, in the first place? Well, in 1997, I was in the early part of 1997, uh, I was writing for a children's ministry, which I know I just said, I'm that's not my, my thing. And it's not. And it still tickles me that this is how I started in this industry was writing for a children's ministry. But that's where I was, and and this this particular ministry, they had like a full staff. They had actors, they had their own band, they had a stage. I mean, it was so creative and over the top for children, um, and, and you know, obviously part of a mega church in a larger city. And so every every week, um, the director would contact me and say, next week's theme is going to be, and I would you know write. You know, he'd tell me basically what he wanted. I would write it just out of my own little brain, send it to him. He would do an edit, send it back to me. I would do a rewrite. Boom, it went to the actors. And in the next week, we did another one. And so um, I was a part of this mega church. And someone said to me, you know, uh, I heard that there is a group that is going to start out of this church, Writers for Writers. It's kind of a, a critique group or something. And she said, you should go. Well, I I had the address. I was driving to the address. I got lost. No big shock there. I get lost walking around in my own home. And so I ran, I happened to see the friend who told me about the group. I happened to see her house. And I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to go have a cup of coffee with Laura and just call it a day. So I go in, have this cup of coffee and I'm saying to her, no, I'm not, I'm just not going to go. I'm not going to worry about it. And she said, listen, you are like two streets over from this house. She drew me a map on a napkin, said, go, I went, I walked in, I was the fifth person in this five-person group to walk in. And so we sat around and we chatted about how can we help each other and, you know, the we're going to get together once a month. And, and it was a really rough beginning, but eventually there were about 10 of us, then maybe 12, 13 of us, whatever. But we were still floundering because we really didn't have any sense of direction as to what we were doing. And then one month, Brian Davis, who is a YA writer, spec writer, came to our group. He was just passing through town. He was not staying, but he was just passing through town. And he just threw out this idea, hey, if you do this. And so I thought, you know what, that's that's kind of a really good idea. And then the following couple of months, things, you know, we we still weren't formulating it, but we were going down, 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 down. Wait, what and, was his idea? What did he suggest? Well, I'm gonna I'll tell you in just a moment. Okay. I'll tell you in just a moment. We were going down, 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 down in our in our attendance. And so one month it was me and one other person. <laughs> and by this point I was a published author. Um, because that was kind of on the horizon anyway. And I just thought, you know, I mean, I had like one book out and I thought, okay, this is ridiculous. I mean, this whole thing is ridiculous. And so I'm driving home and I, I will never forget this. I call this my Constantine moment. I was driving over I-4 on, on, 
State Road 436 here in the Orlando area got stopped because of traffic. You know, we were we were like just bottlenecked. And the sun came down and hit the hood of my car and, you know, made the sign of the cross. I'm telling you, it was like a Constantine moment. And all of a sudden, the idea that Brian gave us and everything that God had in store for us just joined together. I got on the phone that evening. I called everybody who had been involved in the in the in the beginning of it, and I said, "Okay, God has told me what we need to do for this group." Well, we didn't, we weren't even called Word Weavers at the time. We, God has shown me what we need to do with this group. We're going to take Brian's idea of the sandwich method, which means anybody can bring a work as long as it's fifteen hundred words. You you know the the person to the right reads the the piece the person to the left leads the critique so we're sitting like in a square or in a circle uh, around a table um you say something positive you give the meat of the critique and then you say something positive and we do not you know claw at each other or anything like that this is all about helping us to get published now i am now the president of this group <laughs> You are the vice president. You are the treasurer. You are the, you know, what? we had no money, but hey, we might need a treasurer. But that was the next thing is we are going to start charging dues. And as God just laid all this out in front of me, I kept thinking, this is, this is insane. I mean, we are going to, we are going to fall flat on our faces. The first month after I made this announcement and was calling everybody back in, we doubled, we doubled in our attendance. And then slowly but surely, we, we started drawing people from all over the state, um, people at writers' conferences like editors, agents, etc. were noticing our members like, I don't know what you're doing, but it's working. And then Jerry Jenkins stepped in and said, hey, I want to, you know, I want to talk more about what you guys are doing. I want to actually put some money into it. And, and Jerry helped us grow it across the country and across the world. And then he backed away and he was like, okay, it's all yours now. And so we have now been in existence almost 24 years. March will be 24 years and we are now over a thousand members strong. We have both in-person critique and online critiques, which means we use Zoom. That's what we're using currently. Um, and we own a writer's conference. So uh, it's, it, you know, I, I, it's exactly what God showed me was going to happen. Um, I just had to sit back and, and do whatever he told me to do. But I think that's why our formula works. We're all about building up the writer, not ripping the writer to shreds. We don't do that. I don't allow it. And what I like about that is that it's very focused on craft. A lot of writers groups just have speakers come in and speak. And it's like, you can get that on a podcast like right. the Christian publishing right. show or the Melbourne <laughs> marketing podcast, right? Those exact same speakers you can listen to at your own pace in your own car. There's not a lot special about somebody speaking at a writer's group. And I say this as somebody who speaks at writer's groups, you know, writer's groups frequently, if <laughs> I mean speak and I'm happy to come and speak. Uh, but I, I, when I come, I know that I'm not as valuable to those authors as they would be to each other doing exactly what you're saying, reading their work, giving them some positive feedback and giving them some uh, constructive feedback. And that's Absolutely. what, if you look at the Inklings, that's what they were doing. Uh, they, they were very good friends 
and they loved each other very deeply, but they were also very critical. And it's interesting because uh, C.S. Lewis has a glowing endorsement of the Lord of the Rings. In fact, for years, and even like a copy I bought like 10 years ago still had C.S. Lewis's endorsement on wow. it. Yeah. Uh, Tolkien refused to endorse the Chronicles of Narnia because he didn't like it. <laughs> And he was very honest with Tolkien that he, oh or with God. Lewis, that he didn't yeah. like it. Don't like uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> like, because Tolkien didn't like allegory. And, you know, Narnia is very much an allegory. It's, it's very on the nose. Tolkien didn't care for that. Um, but I think both books were stronger as a result of, of that uh, share. And the thing is, Tolkien had read it many times, right? He'd, he'd been reading the earlier drafts. And even though he didn't like it, didn't mean he wasn't constructive. And they share some place names and. Uh, other things I could talk about Lewis and Tolkien for a long time oh yeah well and that's I mean that's exactly what sometimes we get into our own heads too much when we're in our work and and there are many times when like for example this morning I had a um, an online online group that that's my online group that uh, I'm a member of and um, and you know sometimes it's a matter of okay guys I can't make this sentence work I don't know what it is and and the thing is I've looked at it and looked at it and looked at it and one of the members of my group can look at it and say, oh, well, that's an easy fix. <laughs> you know? And well, it wasn't for me. But then when they lay it out, it's like, oh, well, no, that makes sense. You know. Yeah, it's, it's so important. So what would you tell for somebody who's like, I can't find any good writing groups? You know, like, how, how do you find a writing group that fits you? Because not all writing groups are for all writers. This is very true, and the the wonderful thing about the traditional groups, what we call the traditional groups, are the ones that meet in person. Um, and of course, we've you know we've had a challenge this year, but um, the ones that meet in person is that there are usually enough people writing in enough genres that you're going to find somebody that you totally connect with, um, and whose whose critique you are are actually looking forward to. I know that for for years when I was in the Orlando group and when I started traveling so much it was it was became more and more difficult for me to go to the Orlando group but when I was there was a, a particular uh, member who it, it was so like nitpicky on so many little tiny minute little and, and I thought oh my gosh this is you know it's going to make me nuts but then all of a sudden I realized oh I really need this person I really need this you know um, I, sometimes you're looking for the for the overarching issues um, is this uh, suddenly a, a character switch or do you think my voice just changed here from you know like in this scene from the from the previous scene things like that but then you also need those okay that that should be a comma. This should be a semicolon, <laughs> you know, uh, and and also just that those people who can catch those little minute things of you just shifted voice, you just shifted tense, you just you know that most people would never pick up on, except maybe editors and those really serious readers. Um, but that that's where the gems are. Yeah, one thing you do have to be careful of is who you're getting advice from. Steve Lobby's got a, a classic story of uh, somebody who had sent him a proposal uh, to Enclave Publishing for the space adventure spaceship uh, story that he really liked. He, he got the three chapters and he was like, send me the rest of the manuscript. Well, the guy takes it to his writer's group and gets all this feedback from these romance writers who are like, you need to make the captain more in touch with his feelings. You need to have more <laughs> drama on the bridge and ended up ruining 
the book <laughs> because it's like that's not what readers of military science fiction you know space adventures want to read they don't want captain kirk to be wrestling with his own emotions they want a captain kirk who knows what he wants <laughs> exactly and so we like we do have in online groups we do have genre specific groups so if that is your thing romance writing or spec writing or children's book writing or even article writing you know if if we don't have that genre for you we will help you form that genre (laughs) so um you know because the thing is is like romance writers know what works for romance they know those elements that have to be there um even you know like right down to the hero and the heroine have to meet within x number of pages and and that kind of thing um so you know we 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 if if that's what you want to do, then that's where we can get you. And that's the glory of having online groups and, and such large groups. The other thing is, and, and I say this often as I'm leading my leaders and, and then the leaders are then, you know, leading the, the members, is if this is not your genre and you don't understand it, hey, t- just stick to the technical stuff. Don't try to speak outside your genre. Somebody else will understand the genre. I mean, it's just bound bit determined to happen. But if you are the only, say, spec writer or, uh, or you know, uh, the only uh, medical thriller writer in a group of romance writers, um, you ne- well, you need to find a second group because they may help you with certain things, but they're not going to be able to help you with those genre-specific things. That's right. A good sentence is a good sentence. Yes. Regardless of genre. But a good story really changes because what readers are looking for really changes. You know, the kind of reader who's picking up an Amish book because they're stressed. The world is changing the world is chaotic and they just want to escape from all the change and all the chaos and want a nice, slow-paced, relaxing Amish story. Uh, they don't want someone to be giving that Amish writer thriller advice on how to make the book more exciting because they don't want the book to be more exciting, right? They don't want a plague of zombies to come into the Amish <laughs> village or a bomb to go off or there's suddenly a war going on outside the Amish village because that's not why they're reading that book. Now, that same reader may, in a different mood or in a different season of their life, want to read a thriller, right? That, that same reader probably enjoyed reading This Present Darkness back in the day but that's not what they're reading right now and and that's why kind of knowing your genre is really important and why getting kind of those macro edits those big picture edits from somebody in your genre or similar genre right it doesn't have to be amish uh, but you know if you're it's it's writing for the same audience i I would say is more important or as important as writing for the same genre and that's why fantasy and sci-fi often get put in the same room together. It's because while there are some fundamental differences, um, not what you think, <laughs> so, uh, but there are fundamental differences between fantasy and sci-fi, particularly when it comes to morality, um, they are written for the same audience. Well, and, and, and the thing, and the other thing that we do in Word Weavers is that we are constantly about education because we are constantly about craft. And so we have a private Facebook group page where all day long we're updating with educational, um, blogs and podcasts, et cetera, that they can listen to. And so, if there happens to be one on writing in the romance genre, I'm not going to be interested in it. I can skip that one. But if there is one that's more for literary fiction or contemporary women's fiction, well, then that's the one I'm going to jump on. Or if there's one for, you know, understanding how to format um, Bible verses and, you know, and commentary excerpts in your nonfiction work, well, then that's going to be one somebody else might be interested in. So we are all about that, that 
that uh, making sure that all the genres are covered within our educational um, and then also in our newsletter that goes out once a month. And this is why the education side is so important. So even though, like, I don't recommend that writers groups, you know, have a teaching every week. You know, it's okay to have teachings from time to time. Uh, it's still important to learn those things, those yes. things that you would learn from a teacher. Or better yet, be reading books on craft. I'm yes. a big advocate of reading books on craft. Did you know that the masters of writing share their secrets and that for just $20, <laughs> you can buy their secrets per master? Right. <laughs> That is an unbelievable bargain. You can get on writing by Stephen King for $20 or less, right? It's probably on sale right now. $4.99. <laughs> yeah, you get the ebook for even cheaper. You can get the Audible credit for, for one credit, right? That's an incredible bargain. And yet, many people aren't reading those books. But one of the benefits of reading lots of craft books is that as you are more educated, on writing and what good writing is, it helps you interpret the feedback. Because you may be getting bad feedback from somebody to the left of you who doesn't know what they're talking about. Some people, they don't know what they're talking about. And some people don't know that they don't know what they're talking about. So, well, and you have to make sure that you are looking into, okay, who who is this person? What have they done? You know, what are what are their credentials? That's something else that, that we also look at. And, um, and, and one of the things that I, I say quite often is I you know, please don't hand your manuscript to your seventh grade grammar teacher, because you're going to find out that the rules of grammar do not always apply to the rules of writing, so, or the rules of publishing, um, we tend to be more conversational in our writing now. We're, we're trying to draw readers in. We're not trying to be academic. Um, so, you know, those are the things that, that we are teaching. And it's, you know, it's really constantly about honing the craft, honing the craft, honing the craft, but understanding that the craft changes. What would have sold 25 years ago, 50 years ago, 150 years ago, wouldn't fly today. And it may just circle back around, but we have to be on top of that, and that is part of what Word Weavers tries to do. Yeah, a uh, genre that's gone out of fashion right now that I imagine will come back in about 10 or 15 years is hagiography. Uh, so hagiography is a form of biography about saints and leaders of the church. And uh, back in the 90s, it was really popular to write these biographies of Christian heroes. And the biographies never featured anything that they did wrong. They didn't talk about their struggles or their sins. So they weren't actually biographies. They were hagiographies. <laughs> like what you'd write for St. Thomas or St. Peter uh, or any of the other saints uh, in the canon of saints. And uh, that is right currently is not very relatable. People want to know about the struggles. They want to read a biography rather than a hagiography. But uh, we're going to be more idealistic in the future. The pendulum theory of culture uh, indicates that come 10, 15 years from now, hagiography is going to be back in style. <laughs> so <laughs> there's right. nothing new under the sun. And uh, it's not like, oh, this is gone forever. It's like, no, it's gone for now. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll come back. back. Yeah. <laughs> Get so, your manuscript ready. <laughs> So what would you tell somebody who's like, okay, this is all great, but I've never been to a writer's group ever in my life, and I'm terrified. Like, the idea of going to a writer's group is just so scary to me. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you – because I feel like once you go to your first writer's group, going to your second one's a lot easier. It's that first AA meeting where you have to admit to everybody else that you're an alcoholic. That's a really hard one. (laughs) And it gets easier after that. So how do you go to your first meeting? What tips do you have? 
you know what, just go and and say, I'm just here to observe to see if this is for me. Uh, we allow you two visits to come. You don't have to join to come. You can just come and, and watch. After the second visit, I, as I say, you know, it's time to fish or cut bait. <laughs> so we're not going to have you come and get all this free information and, and inspiration. And then, you know, you're not going to participate because <clears throat> part of it, now, if you are observing, we do not allow you to critique or be critiqued. Obviously, you're just observing. But part of the 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 gift in a group like Word Weavers is that not only are you receiving something, you're giving something. So you may say something that you're you know like you're saying to person A, but person C is the one who needs to hear it the most. So it's just this free flow of information that you can come in you can sit in twice so it's four hours <laughs> um, for word weavers anyway and uh, and you know you don't have to make a decision right away we may not be for you we're not for everybody and I don't think that we are but if we are for you and you're not the only organization of your type there are it. other yeah. gatherings of writers mm-hmm. groups I know ACFW has local chapters and there's a lot of regional writers group networks and some churches have writers group my church for a time had two different writers groups they had a saturday writers group and a wednesday writers group now i'm in a weird town full of artists and writers so that's not uncommon here but but it is you know you may be surprised at how many different writers groups there are and you can be a member of more than one because what you will get and what you you you, you can give and what you can glean from one group maybe different than another so don't think oh i can only be a member of one absolutely not you know just you have to also understand the personalities of the people the gifts of the writers etc but always remember that at the end of the day when you go home with your work it's still your baby you can make the decisions as to which way you want to go with it however if you're in a group of eight let's say and you're the eighth person seven people have told you the same thing about that paragraph you may want to think about that paragraph <laughs> so. it's like the, the guy who calls his wife he's like honey everybody down uh, driving on this road's going the wrong way and she hears from the radio there's a man driving the wrong way down the highway yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like right. no these people aren't driving the wrong way you you're are. driving the wrong way <laughs> and, right. and you're exactly right about being a member of different groups you know i host mastermind groups and in many ways they're the photo negative of word weavers we don't cover craft at all these are groups all about me helping people you know sell more books and get published right so a lot of indie authors are going through the publishing process and they want to be able to ask me questions and a lot of published authors are marketing their books and trying to boost their sales and they're asking me questions they're asking each other questions and it's very much on the kind of mechanics of being an author not on the like how to put together a better sentence because I'm not your man. <laughs> right. And so so what we do in, in Word Weaver so is we also look for people like you because then somebody's gonna say, Okay, now what do I do? You know, I I've got this book, I've done this, I've done that, I'm about to be published or I'm ready for that next step. What do I do? And we have that list of names. Here's you know, here's where you need to go next. I think those are I mean, I just think that's as critical as the rest of it. Yeah. So uh, walk us through your transition to online groups. I'd, I'd imagine you were dabbling in online groups in 2019 like everybody was, and then 2020 happened, and suddenly you know, almost all of your groups go online depending on what part of the country they're in. Yeah. 
Well, we we were not dabbling in 2019. We were full force in 2019. The way it happened was this. Uh, some of our Word Weavers chapters, which are multiple genre chapters, um, uh, wanted to have focus groups. So can we also meet on another night that just focuses on this genre? Well, of course you can. So in Word Weavers Orlando, we had a novel group and there were six of us who got together uh, once a month just like we did at word weavers but this was specific to our works of fiction and one of our members um moved to ohio and we were very upset because she was such a viable member of our group and i was speaking to a friend of mine in israel on skype just you know like within days of her saying we're moving and I thought, wait a minute, why can't we just Skype her in? So we started Skyping her in. The following year, which was like 2012, 2013, um, we were at the Florida Christian Writers Conference, which we own, Word Weavers owns. And I'm telling the co-director at that time, Mark Hancock, about how we were Skyping Shelly in and blah, 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 blah. Well, a, a gentleman named Bruce Brady walked in, sat down. He's listening. And I said, you know, I don't know why we can't do this with you know with other I mean why why can't we just form online groups and Bruce said I I think you should be able to do that he started kind of laying out the particulars and I looked at him and I said hey Bruce you want to handle this he said sure (laughs) I'll handle it and so Bruce helped us launch Word Weaver's online groups um we grew so quickly that we had to bring in an assistant for him which was a which was a god thing because then bruce contracted cancer he was you know in the throes of chemotherapy etc susan became more than just his right hand she became the hand you know both hands and um and then when he got better she stepped back and then um the, the cancer returned and, and unfortunately it took Bruce uh, from us but it it gained heaven an, an extra uh, soul and uh, and so Susan Simpson now runs that we have uh, close to 50 online groups and we are actually about to draw it to a stop we, we can we can no longer handle any more than what we have um, because we also then have to you know we have to have the leader and then we have to have what we call mentors and then each group has a president has its own specific leader um and until you've got enough people trained to do this you you can't do it well so we are i said look we've hit the wall this is where we stop so you can still join online groups if we don't have a place for you well you can still be a member we'll we'll hold your membership fees and then once we have an opening in a group we'll just slip you right in so you're you're a victim of your own success. You've gotten as big as you can yeah. scale. And and like I said, if you know if Word Weavers doesn't have a group for you or if all of their groups are, are free, there are a lot of groups out there. And that actually leads us to our sponsor, which is the Christian Writers Market Guide, which is the ultimate resource, not just of writers groups, which it has quite a few of, but also writers conferences, including the Florida Christian Writers Conference uh, is in there. And it's a way of keeping up with what's going on in the publishing world, but also keeping up with what's going on at publishing companies. As editors move from company to company and agents move from agency to agency, it is all updated in the Christian Writers Market Guide. And you can find out more at christianwritersmarketguide.com. And that was um, our smoothest transition into an <laughs> ad read we've ever done. Uh, Eva, Marie, uh, real quick, tell us where people can find out more about you. 
um, you can go to Eva Marie Everson Author dot com if you just go to evamarieeverson.com unfortunately i have a name squatter and until i trademark my name which is going to take time money and an attorney i can't do anything about it but that is not me um i this person writes about juicing and um new beds and things like that new furniture that she's bought that's not me um but it's somebody who definitely was trying to insinuate that she was me uh we've at least been able to investigate that far um but uh it's eva marie everson author.com and you, you just type in any you know in any social media eva marie everson i am the i think i'm the only one in the world um and that's why we knew that this was a name squatter so you can find me at instagram and twitter although i don't i don't tweet uh, a lot um but uh, facebook and places like that pinterest etc all right, and we will have links to all of those places in the show notes, as well as a link to Word Weavers if you want to see if there is a group uh, in your area or an online group with room for you to join. I highly recommend that you join a writer's group. And Word Weavers is one of the advantages of a paid group is that they stick around. They're you know continuing, often with free groups, the person who's donating all of their time for free they typically they get successful in my experience that generosity and all of that experience they get ends up making their craft better and they end up getting so successful with writing that they don't have time to run the group for free anymore and they (laughs) stop and so the benefit of a paid group is that that's less likely to to happen well and also because when you pay for something you tend to treat it better you tend to appreciate it more you know than uh, something that someone gives you in fact um, when we were making the decision to charge dues and and let me just say this one of the things that we do with our money is we send people to conferences because we are a not-for-profit um we can't you know we can't hoard our money and so what we do is we make sure with that money that we're getting people who have done the work but maybe financially just can't you can't swing the cost. We make sure they get to those conferences, and then we offer scholarships, et cetera, et cetera, through uh, Word Weavers International, um, and uh, you know, to to our own conference as well as to other conferences. But many years ago, uh, there was a young woman who I was helping. She was, you know, a single mom. She was getting trying to get her feet on the ground, started again in life, and she had this very important job interview. I gave her a very expensive jacket of mine to go with her dress slacks and a and a nice top and uh she got the job and when uh she came back um she actually came over to get something or give me something i walked back out to the car and i had said to her you know what that jacket was so so quote lucky for you i want you to keep it and i i went to put whatever it was in the car and i saw that very expensive suit jacket wadded up in the floorboard with like shoe prints on it and I said I just blurted out oh my gosh my you know the jacket I didn't say my jacket is now her jacket and she said oh yeah I need to take that to be cleaned and I thought I would have never thrown that jacket on the floor and put my feet on it um, but the thing is is she didn't pay for it so she didn't know how expensive it was she didn't understand the quality of what she had on her shoulders but if she had paid for it she would have so when we made that decision, okay, how are we going to raise the money to get people 
to these conferences, et cetera, to bring in speakers, to do these kinds of things, you know, for those times that we do have speakers, because Steve Lobby has been one of our speakers in the past. How are we going to do that? We're going to charge dues. And my first thought was, oh, no, people will drop like flies. But instead, they said, oh, this must have value. And they joined. And listen, we're very reasonable, $45 a year. And, and, and with that $45 a year, if you come to the Florida Christian Writers Conference, you get a $50 discount. So <laughs> it works. So there you go. Well, that very well said. And, you know, as it says in the Bible, where your money is there, your heart will be also. And so yes. there's a benefit to spending money on your writing career. If you're wanting to be more committed to your writing career, it's important to spend some money on it. Right? Buy, buy some books on craft. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then read those books on craft. Well, anyway, Avery Marie uh, Everson, thank you so much for joining us today on the Christian Publishing Show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Christian Publishing Show. For more information and to get episodes delivered to your phone automatically, visit christianpublishingshow.com.